to government to restore our souls. We put our faith in Almighty God. You voted to make America great again. We are making America greater than ever before, and it's happening before your eyes. We will rekindle new faith in our values, new pride in our history, and a new spirit of unity that can only be realized through love for our great country. The American people voted to reject this corrupt globalism. This is the most important election in the history of our country. And yet, despite all of our greatness as a nation, everything we have achieved is now in danger. We will never give up. We will never concede. It doesn't happen. And when I'm reelected, the best is yet to come. Come on. Come on. 
Everybody, you know the words. Let's go. You know the words. Come on. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Live from America. You are locked and loaded right here from the Live Free or Die Granite State of New Hampshire. I am your ever so humble, God-fearing, and God-loving host of the show, Jeremy Harrell, the hip-hop patriot, and this is January 28th, year of our Lord, 2021. Thank you. God bless you all for being here. I really appreciate it. Hey, look, I wanted, this is Friday. You get it? This is Friday, folks. And on Friday, we have to, uh, we have to get the blood pump and we have to get ready for the weekend and we have to leave this week on a strong note. So that's why I wanted to play that cold open for you this morning, but that's the pumped up version, right? That's the version that we are all pumped up and singing along to and, and, and getting inspiration from. And who knows, maybe, so, maybe that will inspire somebody to get into that 43-mile-long thousands of trucks caravan on their way to Ottawa. But, ladies and gentlemen, there's another video I want to show you this morning. There's another video I want to show you this morning that is more personal, that is more heartfelt and that you actually hear the real, the real Canadian voices. And we're not talking about that small fringe group that Justin Trudeau is talking about. We're talking about real Canadians. I want you to watch and listen to this next video because this is what real Canadians think of the courage of their truckers. Small fringe minority of people who are on their way to Ottawa or who are uh, holding unacceptable uh, views uh, that they're expressing. Guys sending love from Renfrew, Ontario. Go get them, boys and girls. I'm Tim. I'm Tony. I'm Maggie. And we're from Manila, Alberta. Thank Thank you for for fighting for our freedoms.
God bless you all, honorable men and women, for uh, waking up Canada. Get rolling there, guys. Good work. God bless all the truckers and everyone fighting for our freedoms. For the island family, we love you all. Stay safe and stay strong. Canada Those are the real voices of Canadians. Those are the real voices, not a fringe group. Those are Canadians who are standing up to defend their freedoms. And I have never in my life, I'm going to be honest with you, you guys. I have never in my life been so inspired by Canada. I'm, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to come right out and say it. I have never in my life been so inspired by the actions of Canadians. And I just want to say you have our full support down here in America. We love you. Thank you for showing us and, and, and making us remember what standing up for freedom really looks like. God bless you. God bless you, truckers. And thank you very much. Let's do some live shout-outs here real quick. I know some of the social media um, outlets are not working right now. I get it. Nothing I can do about that. But we do have rumble up and working so i want to say hello to a lot of people over there on rumble god bless you lisa naquin amy good to see you thank you very much for joining in today uh bumble patriot says we love canadians god bless canada and god bless the usa amen to you amen to you thank you for saying that um jay fitzy says uh, trudeau is out of touch with the part uh he's out of touch and he's part of the deep state i agree i agree somebody says trudeau is a pedo I don't disagree. I do not disagree. How you doing, Bargain Queen? Good to see you, Tom. Thank you very much, Tom in Wisconsin. Good to see you. Alex from Kansas. Thank you for joining in, Alex. Jeremy, thank you so much for showing this this morning. You are very welcome. God bless you. It is my pleasure. Like I said, I am very inspired by the actions of the Canadians right now. I'm very, very inspired by the actions of Canadians. Becky from Oklahoma, God bless you and thank you for joining in. Grandpappy, how you doing? God bless you. CJ Stevens, thank you very much. God bless you. Animal Topper, how you doing? God bless you. God bless all the Real America's Voice family as well. Brandon in South Dakota, thank you very much. Trisha says, Jeremy, love the intro. Well, you know what? We got to give that intro the credit where the credit is due. And that credit goes to uh, uh, D. Snyder for singing that amazing song. Tara Lynn, good morning. God bless you. Thank you for joining in. And Kathy from Middleburg, Florida, God bless you and happy Friday. As you can see, I'm wearing my Armor of God shirt this morning. I've got my You Can't Beat God hat on this morning. So let's get right to it and let's go to God, shall we? Because without God and without the mercy and the blessing of Jesus Christ, none of us would be allowed to be here doing this to begin with. None of us would have a moral compass. None of us would have a godly heavenly standard. And all of us would just be democrats by default ladies and gentlemen january 28th reading from jesus calling says you and i live not just with each other but also in each other every step you take every word you speak every breath you breathe all is done in my watchful embracing presence the more aware of me that you are the more alive and complete you will feel on that day. You will realize that I am. I am in my father and you are in me and I am in you says John 14 20. 
And also, from Acts 17.28, For in God we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. And before you turn out the light tonight, ladies and gentlemen, commit to start living in awareness of my design presence. Amen. Amen. I am, you know what, guys? In the last few days, I've talked to a lot of Live from America family members, supporters, audience members, fans, new fans of the show, and I've called them personally. People send their phone numbers all the time. I try to take about a half hour every day to call people, spend about 10 minutes talking, and I have to tell you, more people are coming to God now than I've ever seen in my life, just like more people are getting involved in their politics, in their communities, in their school boards, their local politics, more than I've ever seen. And you know what? You want to know something, ladies and gentlemen? God brings us through tough times. God brings us through trials and tribulations so that we can come back to him. It is a balance. It is a balance that is done time and time again. And God is a wonderful, wonderful being for, being, for, for, for bringing us back to him and giving us no judgment when we come back. That's an amazing thing. And I've had people of the Jewish faith say that they're now Christians because of this show. Not because of me. I'm a conduit. God is doing that. All glory goes to God. I've had people that are Muslims say that they've converted to Christianity because of what God's done on Live from America. I've had people that were just like me uh, and Paul at one time, uh, constantly uh, persecuting Christians, uh, calling them names, seeking out people just to ruin their day, like some other people on these social media platforms that come on here to do that. Can you imagine living that kind of life? Can you imagine living that kind of life knowing that there's a better way of life out there? I can't. Let's go to the Lord in prayer, ladies and gentlemen. Let's say the Lord's prayer all together from your lips to God's ears because that's what he wants to hear. He wants to hear all of us giving him the glory. And where there are two or more present, you know the rest. So here we go. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I want to tell you guys a, a quick story real quick before we go to our first commercial break here on Real America's Voice News Live from America, and that is last night on Real America's Voice News, they actually cut off the Lord's Prayer um, uh, going to commercial, and people that are outside of the original Live from America family, and you all know who you are, actually started saying the Lord's Prayer in the chat uh, piece by piece, everybody would type a separate part to it. And these are people that are new to life from America. So you can see how incredibly powerful the Lord's word really is. We're going to take our first commercial break here on Real America's Voice News. This is live from America. You do not want to miss the show today because it is going to be chock full of information that you all need. We'll be right back right after this. Stay tuned. 
And ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the live audience. Look, today's the Friday that we only do one show. That is why we're recording for Real America's Voice News tonight. This is the other, every other Friday where we only do the one show. I understand Getter's not working. I understand that Roku and Fire Stick aren't working. There's nothing that I can do about that right now. They're up on my end. They're running on my end. So I just got to let them go and see what happens. Again, I don't know what's happening. But we'll figure it out later. Long story short, I will be doing a show this Sunday with Pastor Tim Frisch. I will be live to the Live from America audience. That will be recorded, and that will play on um, on Real America's Voice News as well, one of the days that I am gone. And just so you all know, for those who don't follow the newsletter, I will be gone February 10th through February 14th. When I come home, I'll be back for a couple days here in the studio, and then I'll be back out on the road again on the Save America Freedom Tour. I think, as of right now, no set in stone date or time yet. I'll let you know. But the good thing about it is, is now that we have a producer here in studio, I'll still be able to do the show on the road better than I was able to do before, so we're not missing shows. So just to give you kind of an update of where we are, okay? Um... Bad Moon says, Jeremy, thanks, Sabrina, for my order. I will. I will. Did you get a hold of Joe yet? Gave you his personal number, Donnie C. I saw that this morning, Donnie C. I have not yet. Actually, there's a reason you didn't get a newsletter this morning because we had some heat issues this morning in our home, and I was dealing with that, dealing with furnace problems, just like everybody else in the world. So that's why uh, that you guys didn't get a newsletter, a traditional newsletter this morning. Cindy says, love my Valentine's Day package. One shirt for me, one for my hubby, and probably the candy is for me. <laughs> Freddie Durf, I want to give you guys an update on, uh, on Freddie Durf. Um, look, the guy, we've given him a chance to not be a loser. He cannot help it. The devil is too deep inside of his disgusting soul. And hopefully we'll pray that he gets cleaned up and that he gets to see a, a better place in life. I have, um, I have got a hold of Rumble about Freddie. Uh, I said, look, we tried and we tried we tried. We, we understand that you don't have a, uh, a feature yet that blocks people, but they're going to uh, wipe him off completely on Rumble uh, for the stuff that he's been doing. I mean, he's just truly just harassing people. Um, and uh, no, nobody in the world, and like I said, this isn't just a censorship thing. You know, we got to censor the guy. No, you, when you continuously go after other people, when you, can, when you continuously go after people and be rude to them and actually say what you say to women and, and children who are on these threads, you can't be here no more. And since there's no way to just block them from here, they're going to wipe them off Rumble completely, and that's the way it should be. We don't need that kind of negativity here, so enjoy your, enjoy your time while you're here. And for everybody else who doesn't want to be on the thread because of him, just do your best to ignore him until he's gone. I'm on it. I talked to people last night about it, the support team, and they're working on it. And maybe, maybe this will just be the kick in the butt that he needs to go back home and look in the mirror and say to himself, wow, I don't want to be a loser anymore. I mean, who would? Think about being him. Think about being that guy or girl, whoever he or she is. I think about being that person waking up every single day, looking in the mirror and going, I hate myself so badly that I have to do this to other people. And it's not just him, it's other people too. I'm just using him because he wants, he's seeking out for Christ more than anything. So the best thing that we can do, we've given him the opportunity, we've prayed for him, we've talked to him, and now we just kind of got to, we got to set him aside for a little bit. And hopefully he'll come to God like everybody does. You know what I mean? What happened to Lindell's lawsuit? Um... Your guess is as good as mine is when that's going to be filed. I don't talk to Mike Lindell every day. As a matter of fact, I don't barely ever, ever, ever speak to the guy. I speak to his team because he's so busy. So, um, yeah, there's that. 
The funeral for Jason Rivera was so sad. I did not see that, unfortunately. Unfortunately, I did not see that. Um, anyway, let's move on. Let's get back to the show because we've got a, a lot of information to get through today, and you guys are going to want to be here, okay? You're going to want to understand what's going on, especially with the Supreme Court pick. So here we go. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. You're watching Real America's Voice News. This is Jeremy Harrell from the Live Free or Die State of New Hampshire, and you're watching Live from America. Are you ready for the first and foremost section? It is Friday. So this is the Friday first and foremost. What is the possibility of resident Biden illegitimately nominating cackling Kamala Harris to the Supreme Court just to get rid of her? What are the chances of that actually happening? Well, first of all, before we say anything else, I need to go and tell you what I posted last night just in case you don't follow me on social media. And what I posted last night was this. Do not be surprised if Kamala Harris gets nominated to the Supreme Court. Two months ago, right here on Live from America, I said that they would force her to resign and that she would not resign unless she got a better position or a better offer. And then... They would force Breyer out and nominate her to the Supreme Court because that is a better offer than vice president just to get rid of her, to get her out of the uh, administration. Now, don't th- don't think that the plan isn't to get rid of him either, either, because he he well, we'll talk about that in a minute. Let me finish this. I said she would only get it. Uh, she would only go if offered a better position. Then, whoever Biden decides to pick or his puppeteers decide to pick to be his new VP will take over the presidency after they get rid of him using the 25th Amendment. Just saying, don't be surprised. There's a lot of talk about that. That's what I posted last night. And that brought tons and tons and tons of of discussion, uh, debate, arguments, and uh, there was a lot of people that were saying things that just weren't, you know, they, they just saying, well, if we just... If we put her there, uh, then, then um, Nancy Pelosi becomes the vice president. That's not true. And then, well, they're not going to get rid of her out of the Supreme Court because she's the tiebreaker vote and they want to keep her there. doesn't matter. Whoever fills the spot of VP will also be that tiebreaker vote. So those things do not belong really in the conversation. We want to get down to the reality of it, the possibility of it, the facts around how this would work, and we're going to do that today. We're going to do that today, so, so, so just stay with me here. Now, the, the only reason that they ran pedophile old Beijing Biden Joe to, to win the presidency was because he was, a, he was looked at as a left-center moderate, and they needed somebody like that to win. They couldn't have put in a Michelle Obama. They couldn't have put in even a cackling Kamala Harris because she was only polling 2%. Nobody wanted her, not even her own party. That's why we used to call her Miss 2%, Okay. So the plan has always been that they would, the two that started the administration would not be the two that finished the administration. However, cackling Kamala Harris has been a thorn in their side, and the only way to make her not a thorn in her side was to give her a position that she could uh, fail up to like she failed up to the vice presidency. She would have to accept the nomination and resign in order to do that. Or she may have to resign first, then get nominated. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Okay? We'll talk about that in a little bit. The first thing I want to show you, though, to get this all started, because not only do we have to look at the facts, the possibilities, and the truth around what could happen, 
We want to talk about also what other people are saying about it, and we have to see where their agenda is, and we have to look at the forest for the trees, and we have to put it all together and say, is this a real possibility? First of all, let me play you this video from pretend-to-be press secretary Jen Psaki yesterday when asked about this very th topic here, about the Supreme Court nominee. Uh, should be clear about some of the games that uh, we're already seeing indications of out there. Uh, we have not mentioned a single name. We have not put out a list. Uh, the president made very clear he has not made a selection. Uh, and there are, if anyone is saying they plan to characterize whoever he nominates after throw consideration with both parties as radical before they know literally anything about who she is, uh, they just obliterated their own credibility. So our intention is to not play games. The president's intention is to consult with members of both parties. Uh, and his intention is to nominate a qualified uh, candidate. Uh, who, uh, after uh, after uh, completing a rigorous process, who is worthy of the excellence and decency of Breyer's legacy? And then the foreign policy. Okay. So when she says Republican planes, playing games, the good news around all of this, folks, and this is just speculation about Kamala. I just know there's a lot of talk out there, so I wanted to start the show off like this today. The good news surrounding this is that there's a 50-50 split in the Senate. And the question is, could Kamala Harris be the deciding vote to nominate or to vote for herself? Now, the rules around this actually state that a senator, if a sitting senator that is nominated um, for the Supreme Court can actually vote for themselves because there's no constitutional law against it. However, it does go against principle. It does go against precedent set before, but there's no actual constitutional law over a sitting senator voting for themselves to be not to be uh to be um to be placed in the Supreme Court after nomination from a president. However, can a vice president who is a tiebreaker vote for themselves? And the short answer to that from what I understand is no. So, you have a 50-50 gridlock in the Senate. And that's if Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin decide uh, that's if the, if the Democrats decide to uh, to go with the nuclear option and not follow their own Senate rules, then Kirsten Cinema and Joe Manchin would also not do that because they've already said they are not for breaking the rules of the Senate for any reason, no matter what. So the good news is is there's a gridlock in the Senate, 50-50. So the reason why I'm even bringing this up to begin with, because somebody's going to say, then why are you even talking about this to begin with? Well, because there's a plan and agenda behind all of these Democrat motives and all of their actions. There's always a plan and there's always an agenda. So we have to make sure instead of being behind the ball, that we are actually in front of the ball so that we know how to defend anything that they throw at us. Now, there's also speculation that all of this is just to get Hillary in so that she could become president. I don't think that's the truth at all. I don't think that's true because Hillary has no political capital. Her own party doesn't even like her. The voters don't like her. Everybody knows she's crooked even on her side. I don't think the agenda is to get Hillary Clinton in there because she was just going to be nothing more than a puppet like Biden anyway. The agenda is to get somebody in that vice president's seat and possibly the presidency if they invoke the 25th Amendment that actually has political capital, that actually has a base. So when they go and run this person in 2024, this is what they're thinking, that they will for sure win. Because right now they know they can't win with cre creepy, sleepy Beijing Uncle Joe Biden. They know they can't win with him. They don't have the political capital to win with him. And they don't have the political capital to win with Kamala Harris. 
So you have to see how this is all playing out. Now, I want to read some actual facts for you surrounding all of this. This Senate, this 50-50 gridlock set Senate, could stop Democrats from confirming any of Biden's SCOTUS nominees, and we may be sitting with eight judges all the way until November. There's rules and there's facts and there's internet talk. We're going we're gonna to sift through all of the BS and we're going to get down to the reality of what the Senate rules are, laws are, precedences are, and what is actually going to happen, okay? So, this is long-winded, but just bear with me. With Justice Stephen Breyer officially announcing his retirement, they're now looking uh, to fill the Supreme Court before the 2022 midterms because they know what's going to happen after 2022. But ever since 2017, when Senate Republicans invoked the nuclear option to confirm Supreme Court justices at a simple majority instead of at the usual 60 vote necessary to break a filibuster, there has been procedurally little minorities can do to prevent a nomination from moving forward. Okay, the outright lies, smears and chaos tactics that Senate Democrats employed against Justice Brett Kavanaugh, notwithstanding. Now, stay with me. This is long-winded, but it's very important for you to know what I'm about to tell you. This conventional wisdom, however, is truly only of Senates that present clear minority or majority differentials. The Senate of 2022 is tied dead even with 50 Democrats and 50 Republicans, which presents Republicans with an interesting procedural option. Denying a quorum in the Senate Judiciary Committee thus preventing the nomination from being reported out of committee and placed on the calendar and ultimately moved to the Senate floor. In parliamentary practice, a quorum is the number of members that must be present to hold votes and conduct official committee business. By failing to show up to vote on the nomination in committee, Republicans could prevent the nomination from reaching the Senate floor by appealing to the Senate rule number 26. Remember this, folks. Rule number 26, which requires that a majority of members physically present report the bill out of committee. The Senate Rule 14, which allows senators to bypass committee consideration for legislation, cannot be used for nominations. Now, what has made this strategy ineffective in the past, namely a Senate majority being able to present a numerical majority of their members in the committee, is what makes it work in 2022. So where it didn't work in the past, it has to work in 2022 because the 50-50 member. Where the Senate's committee membership reflecting the makeup of the Senate is an exact tie. Now, Senate Democrats attempted this strategy in 2020 during the Supreme Court nomination of Amy Coney Barrett. It failed. However, because Senator Lindsey Graham, the chair of the Judiciary Committee, simply ignored the committee's quorum requirement, the Democrat members be present and reported the nomination to the floor with Republican votes. Although he technically ignored the committee rules, which the Democrats always want to do anyway, Graham was able to do this with unpending, with unpending, without unpending, excuse me, any of the Senate's practices because of one of the Senate's standing rules, rule number 26, paragraph 7A1, to be precise, the end of which stipulates that, quote, no measures or matter or recommendation shall be reported from any committee unless a majority of the committee were physically present. There cannot be a majority, folks. 
There cannot be a majority because there's a dead even tie. So in their own agreed upon rules, they can't do this. They're just not going to be able to get anything through. In other words, the text of Rule 26 simply requires that to be considered on the Senate floor for a vote, legislation and nominations must be reported by a majority of members physically present. There is no requirement that, a, um, that minority members participate, just that a physical majority of members present to vote on the matter. There can't be because there is no majority. And Kamala Harris doesn't count because she only counts in true tiebreakers on legislative stuff that is allowed to go through. It's not even allowed to get to her. While the Judiciary Committee rules state that minority members must be present, the standing rules of the Senate, which govern the Senate floor, cured Graham's violation of the Judiciary Committee's quorum rules, rendering them unenforceable because we had the majority. That's why. So we went to the nuclear option because we had the majority under their rules and they can't break that. They just can't. They can't push anything forward without a physical majority is what this is getting down to. The provision of Rule 26 that saved Graham in 2020 could now doom a similar Democratic effort in 2022. This is due solely to the fact that the current Senate is tied between 50 Republicans and 50 Democrats. In a 50-50 Senate committee ratio, the number of Democrats to Republicans are also tied. This means that Senate Democrats on the Judiciary Committee could not, by definition, present a physical majority of members to their own. To meet the requirements of Rule 26, they need Republican help. Let me stop it right there. I don't want to read anymore because I can, I can see that it's already confusing people. Long story short. When Jen Psaki, the reason I played that video, said we don't, we're telling Republicans not to play any games, what she meant by that was this. This is what she meant by that. She said we're not going to play games, Biden's not going to play games, and the Republicans should not be playing games. This is what she's talking about. The games she's referring to are the Senate rules that are not going to allow any Biden nominee to move forward. Didn't the Democrats say you cannot appoint somebody to the Supreme Court in an election year? That's not the way to do things. Their own rules that they've agreed to are coming back to bite them in their rear ends. So long story short, folks, all of that talk about Kamala being nominated by Biden, uh, pushing her forward. There's really no way it could even get to her for a tiebreaker vote anyway, because the rules won't even let it go that far. So long story short, you're going to hear a lot about Kamala. Um... Hillary Clinton, Michelle Obama, Barack Obama. You're going to hear about all that stuff. Long story short, the rules are going to stop them before they even get to that point. And I really wanted to do this research last night and really read into this so that I could bring this to you in a simple, easy way to understand without all the legal jargon, but at least with the facts so you can arm yourself with what rules, Rule 26 and Rule 14, 26A1 to be exact, which is going to state that without a physical majority, they can't even push it to a House floor for a vote. Boom. Thank you, God. You cannot beat God. So what we need to do is we need to make sure that all Republicans are on board. That means Mom Jeans Mitt Romney. That means Lisa Murkowski. That means every single rhino has to be intact, arm in arm, to make sure that this doesn't go forward. You don't think we're ready for a big fight in Washington, folks? The Democrats are fearing of uh, gearing up for a big fight. Now, in the end, who really cares? Because you're just taking one liberal judge out and putting another liberal judge in. Why do we care? Because if we can wait until November, 
If we can wait until November, then we might even get another, ladies and gentlemen, another conservative or center, maybe even center-right judge on the Supreme Court. It is a game of chess for these losers, but for us, it is our lives. You have to understand where we are. You have to understand the facts in order to move forward. We're going to take a quick commercial break here on Real America's Voice News because I'm winded and I need to drink a coffee. We'll be right back right after this. I hope all that made sense. If not, I apologize. Go back and watch it again later. We'll be right back right after this. So, you guys, do you see why I had to bring you through all of that? Do you see why I had to bring you through each piece of that? Bring you through the gossip, the rumors, the fake news, the... uh, the facts, the realities, the possibilities. A lot of people said, I saw people leaving the chat because they're like, hey, my Fridays are for good news. This is not good news. I'm leaving. They didn't stay long enough to understand what I was trying to get to. The reason why I was talking about Kamala Harris to begin with, and last night when I posted, I said, don't be surprised if Biden nominates. I didn't, be surpri- I didn't say, don't be surprised if Kamala Harris actually gets it. I said, don't be surprised if Biden nominates and their plan to get rid of her is this. I believe it is. I believe that is their plan. But this is why I wanted to bring you through the scenarios before I gave you the facts. I know it's a lot. I know it's a lot to lay on you. But just to give it to you in layman's terms one more time, the reason for uh, all of it was to tell you the rules of the Senate and basically just get down to the fact that it's a 50-50 split. They're screwed, and I'm talking about the Democrats, not the Republicans, as long as, as long as the Republicans stay lock and step. Now, Lisa says, Jeremy, Biden will never, ever nominate a conservative. You are 100% correct. He won't. I'm not planning on him being there in order to nominate a conservative or a liberal judge. I'm planning on Trump taking that speaker gavel on November, in November of 2022 and getting his butt right out of there. I know it's a lot. I know it's confusing. I know, if, I know there's a lot of what ifs and buts, but guess what? Butts are for farting, okay? They're not for conversation. Butts are for farting, and we do not, we do not throw in any kind of that negativity here on uh, Life from America. What do we need to do? How do we need to do it? What do we need to accomplish it? What resources are needed? Put your foot on the gas and go forward. Just like the cold open, we are not gonna take it. Jeremy, are you covering the PA bridge collapse today? No, I'm not actually covering as part of the show, no. But I did see it, yes. Jeremy, my question is, Biden is illegitimate. Wouldn't his pick for Supreme Court also be illegitimate, as well as Biden's entire administration? Yes, if we were to decertify, not if we were to impeach with Trump being Speaker of the House. Then you'd be correct, yes. That's wishful thinking, Jeremy. Not really. Not really. It was also wishful thinking a year ago to think that we would have 19 states that enacted 34 election security laws until Arizona did seven more. Now we have 41. Now we have 19 states that have enacted 41 election security laws. That was a pipe dream at one time, too. Butts are for farting, LOLs. <laughs> Jeremy, do you think Trump will take it? Better yet, do you think McCoward would give up the speakership? He'd have no choice. Trump is the leader of the party. He's by far the most popular. And if he said he wanted to take the speakership, 
Kevin McCoward would have no, no nothing. He'd just he'd be nothing. He'd be still a representative, but he wouldn't have claim to it. It's it's a it's a it's a vote by the uh, by the other representatives, and there's no way that Kevin McCoward would beat Trump. No way in hell. Sorry for my language, but there's no way. Okay, let's come back. Here we go. And welcome back to Live from America, ladies and gentlemen. I know that was a long-winded explanation about which way things could go, but what I explained during the commercial break to the uh, Live from America audience was the reason why I had to bring you through all of that, which was the fake news, the rumors, the scenarios, the possible scenarios, the facts, the rules of the Senate and all that, was just to bring all of that social media yapping to one central point of discussion so that you guys knew exactly what we were up against, okay? This could go a thousand different ways, but we know what we have to do to stop it. Will Republicans be strong enough? I guess we will see. I guess we'll see. Let's move on, ladies and gentlemen, um, because there's a lot to get through, and I want to make sure we get through it. Yesterday, Project Veritas dropped a bombshell video about the failed rollout and the failed um, uh, administering of the experimental jab, which we call the manufactured Tony, uh, Tony Fauci virus uh, vaccine. Anyway, yesterday we saw tons of footage about how they were mixing it wrong, how it, they were injecting people with the wrong doses, the wrong amount. They were putting uh, adult doses into kids, kids' doses into adults. They, they were being told to YouTube or Google how to do the right mix. It, is, it was a crap show. Well, Part two was dropped by Project Veritas last night. And what this exposes is something very different. What this exposes is actually a COVID gift card scheme. A COVID gift card scheme. Check this latest video out from Project Veritas. Maybe just go and not save. Just give them a different name so you have no idea. Go somewhere where it's like extremely difficult to get in. I mean, honestly, I wouldn't keep putting the vaccine other colleagues mentioned that people in homeless shelters are getting multiple vaccines in order to collect $100. Right. Some being vaccinated upwards of five to six times, which could potentially have severe impacks on their health. That's just, let's take shots. So there's a rule. So if you're taking the Johnson & Johnson, you're not supposed to take it for another two months. Even an admin, like I'm the admin, when you put that in, it, you're supposed to get that flag in it. Right. So how do they bypass the flag? By flipping the names. As it turns out, the $100 gift cards being given to people as an incentive to get vaccinated were empty. So ladies and gentlemen, what's happening, what's happening is all of this money that was supposed to be given out to people like, remember when, um, remember when what's his face there, de Blasio was like, "Mm, you can get a burger and you can get some fries if you get vaccinated. Then they started giving the lottery away. Then they started giving gift cards away. What was happening is, is that and this is how they first found out about it, is that homeless people were coming in and getting five, six, seven, eight shots so they could keep getting gift cards. But then these people were coming back saying, hey, where's the money? There's no money on this. They were literally pretending to give people gift cards, which caused people to get five, seven, eight doses, which is very, very harmful to their bodies. So you're causing physical harm 
you are get, you're telling people they're going to get money and there's no money on these cards, which was a complete lie just to get people vaccinated. And it runs all the way up to the top, ladies and gentlemen, to the Biden administration, knowing darn well that their vaccine mandate was unconstitutional across the board, whether it, whether it was to healthcare workers, military personnel, or uh, large employers. Now, the military and the uh, healthcare personnel are still sitting out there with no justice. However, the Supreme Court did say that, that it was co- unconstitutional for employers, but what Biden was hoping on was that by the time they said it was unconstitutional, that every large employer in the, com- in the country had already complied. That is what they were waiting on. That is what they were hoping. Same thing with here. They were just hoping by telling people, hey, we're going to give you money to come in and get vaccinated, that they, people would just come in and get it. And no matter what, as long as we get that dose, as long as we get that jab, that experimental drug in that arm, that is our goal. Who cares? Lie to them. Don't give them money at all. So what actually happened is people started taking, like I said, multiple doses of this vaccine, and getting injured. And when they got injured and they reported it, these people weren't even reporting the injuries so that they could be reported on VAERS or any other official system to say that it was happening. Also, they could hide the fact that they were not even giving the money away. Now, do you think that these people that were supposed to be giving the money away to these homeless people and other people coming in actually had gift cards with money on them? Oh, I guarantee you they did. I guarantee you that much like the COVID relief money, there was hundreds of millions of dollars that was supposed to be given out that was kept by other people. And this is a massive, massive scam and fraud. So big shout out to the whistleblowers that go to Project Veritas that get this stuff out there because without them, we wouldn't even know this stuff exists. We wouldn't even know this stuff exists. So ladies and gentlemen, as we've given many, many times, let's go ahead and give the Smarty Award of the Day today here on Live from America to Project Veritas and James O'Keefe for continuing to encourage these whistleblowers. To encourage these whistleblowers to come out and get the truth out. Because without people like a Project Veritas or a War Room or any of these other people that are not afraid to put the truth out there, the majority of us just would not know what's happening. And I would love to see what somebody in your family or your workplace or your school or any of your friends, I would love to see what they think about these scams and this fraud that keeps on occurring. And ask them, did you think it wasn't going to happen? Did you think a rollout this fast wasn't going to have problems where people were getting the wrong dose of things, the wrong mixture of things? Unbelievable. Now, my question here is, before we go to this next break, is who does Pfizer answer to and who does the fda answer to well quick quick answer on that is pfizer answers to nobody and the fda answers to pfizer ladies and gentlemen when pfizer says jump the fda doesn't even ask how high they just jump because pfizer told them to do so pfizer has interfered now just days before the massive foia vaccine data drop The FDA claims the vaccine manufacturer must help review and redact documents before a public release. Now, this public release is court-ordered. Just days before the FDA was set to release 12,000 documents related to the experimental COVID-19 vaccines, Pfizer asked a federal court to allow it to intervene before any information was released to the public. Unsurprisingly, the FDA wholeheartedly agreed, asking the court to allow the vaccine maker to help 
curate the documents, which would also buy the agency more time to release to, uh, the, the much anticipated and likely damaging data that will destroy the entire narrative. Now, isn't that a conflict of interest to have Pfizer and the FDA basically begging the court to do the same thing? Isn't that odd? Isn't that weird? Why would, five, why would the FDA jump on board like a little lapdog and say, yeah, we would also like you to give Pfizer more time. Why would they care? They're supposed to be impartial. They're supposed to be just here for the safety of the United States of America and everybody in it. Why should they care? Last month, the FDA released the first batch of documents related to the COVID-19 vaccine from Pfizer after a federal judge ordered they must comply with the FOIA request that was filed by a government accountability group called public health and medical professionals for transparency. The FDA must produce 500,000 pages of data related to the safety and efficacy of the experimental vaccine. The first drop, which only included 500 pages included damning information that revealed that there were 1200 vaccine related deaths within the first 90 days of the vaccine rollout. And after the first batch of documents was released, the FDA begged a federal judge to allow them a ridiculous 75 years, if you remember that, to get the full swath of the documents out. Long story short, folks, the judge said no. Get the documents out. I'm just fast forwarding to the front. They said okay, and they put out 12,000 documents, and now they're saying they need more time. And the FDA and Pfizer need to work together to redact public information that a judge ordered to get out there. So my question is, who does the FDA answer to? Does the FDA answer to the White House? Do they answer to Congress? Do they answer to the American people? Or do they answer to Pfizer? Pfizer has to go, folks. It has to go. And the only way it goes is everybody stops using their products. Everybody refuse any boosters or vaccine. Do any research you can to make sure that any drugs you're taking are not from Pfizer. Bankrupt them. We've exposed them enough. Now it's time to bankrupt them. We're going to take a quick commercial break here on Real America's Voice News. This is live from America, and we'll be right back right after this. Stay tuned. Ozfan says, Jeremy's talking fast today. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. I had, to get, I had a whole bunch of stuff that we had to get out today, and I wanted to make sure we did, being this was the only show. And uh, I do apologize for everybody who's having problems on the other platforms. I don't know what's going on, but uh, it is what it is. And again, folks, as far as the people that are nasty in the comments, they'll be gone soon. You just got to kind of put up with them for now, and I apologize. Who wants to bet that there will be a fire where all the information is stored, says Kimmy? You could be correct. You could be correct. Delta just raised their fares to double of what they were yesterday. Wow. Unbelievable. Don't use Pfizer, says Jatfish. PA court puts mail-in ballots on hold. Boom. There will be no mail-in ballots. Love it. Just uh, Jeremy, does Rumble have Freddie's IP address? He'll just make another account. Uh, they're working on it. I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. Jeremy, you do not need to apologize. You are wonderful. Well, thank you. Thank you. But I feel like I have to apologize all the time. He's got an overdose of caffeine. <laughs> yep. You are right. I do. I love to see your guys' comments, and I love to answer them. I know a lot of people want me to continue to do news, but when we do these commercial break things, I just want to see what you guys are saying. It's a lot easier for me. Jeremy, we talk slow in North Carolina. 
but I can keep up with you. I need to move to North Carolina and start doing the show, I guess. Uh, P cool 1079 says, I love your passion. I don't know if it's passion or if it's, uh, or if it's, uh, craziness. I'm not sure. FDA reports to the secretary of health and human services. Well, do they? (laughs) That's the question. Do they? Let's come back from this break. We'll get right back at it. Here we go. Welcome back to live from America, folks. Um, I know there's a lot today. I know I've been talking fast today. But there's a lot of news to get through, and it's Friday. We started to show up with a bang, and we have to continue having our pedal to the metal. So here we go. Louisiana has decided to to stop the use of a Soros-funded voter roll cleanup system called ERIC. Now, this is good, folks, if you live in Louisiana. As far away as you can get from George Soros, the better. Over this past weekend... There was a three-part series released on corrupt Soros Open Society uh, founded and funded voter roll cleanup system named ERIC. The ERIC system is not performing as it is advertised. Now, folks, I guarantee you that ERIC and Dominion work hand in hand. In several states, the ERIC system has not cleaned up the voter rolls like it's supposed to. The largest U.S. counties removed only zero to two ineligible voters from their voting rolls in the last four years. This is fraud. The ERIC system is a sham. Democrats know this, and that is why they are using this system and pushing people to use this so that they can clean up their voter rolls so they'll stop pushing election security laws. On Thursday, Louisiana announced that they will no longer use the ERIC system because it is a broken application. So today, the state of Louisiana said no more. They will stop using this scandalous system immediately. Secretary of State Kyle Erdoin has announced that Louisiana will suspend its participation in the Electronic Registration Information Center, ERIC, effective immediately. The announcement comes amid concerns raised by citizens, government watchdog organizations, and media reports about potential questionable funding sources that possibly um, partisan actors may have access to the ERIC network data for political purposes, potentially potentially undermining, uh, undermining, excuse me, voter confidence. You guys, every single time that we think that we're ahead of the Democrats, we find out that they're one step ahead of us. This is exactly why I started the first and foremost section out today with everything that could be going on with this Supreme Court nominee. This was why. It's so that we can get ahead of them for a change and stop chasing them. And we need to get ahead of them because we know that they knew that we were coming after Dominion. They knew what they did to these electronic voting machines, and they knew that we were going to come and try to wipe them out after we found out all about their cheating. So now they're pushing states to use this ERIC system and saying, well, this will clean up your voting rolls. However, it's Soros-funded, Soros-founded, and if you think that the people that run the ERIC system that is supposed to curate these voting rolls aren't talking to Dominion and those losers over there, a part of the electronic voting machines, then you have to be as stupid as a Democrat because that's exactly what's going on. So you need to reach out to your senators. You need to reach out to your representatives in your state. You need to make them aware of this if they are not. And you need to make sure that they do the same thing that Louisiana is doing right now. Get rid of these systems. 
You're never going to hear about the Eric system on Fox News or CNN or MSNBC or any of the other ones. You're never going to hear about that. Why? Because they want to keep the cheating going. And the only way to do that is to stay one step ahead of us. But we're not going to let them do that here on Live from America. Our job here this year is two things. One, spread joy. Two, get ahead of the Democrats and destroy their party for 100 years. That is our role and that is our goal. That's our role and that's our goal. Now, I want to talk about another thing right now, too. Kirsten Cinema, she's in big trouble in Arizona for sticking up for America, folks. I'm not saying to support her or I'm not saying to do anything. All I'm telling you is Kirsten Cinema's choice to stick up for the United States of America is coming back to bite her because right now she's absolutely destroyed in polls there for her primary coming up uh, for the 2024 election. She's literally polling in single digits compared to most people and only double digits to one person. And her double digit is only 16% of the vote. She's going to get absolutely hammered for standing up for America. Now is the chi- and now is the time, uh, Republicans, to start talking with her, to start having backroom talks with her, and start pulling her over to the Republican side. Because if she does decide to say, hey, the left left me a long time ago, and I don't have any kind of time for this stuff, and they're just going to get me out of the way, then maybe she's not left anymore. Maybe she's starting to move more towards the right. All I'm saying is this is a good opportunity because if she did go to the Republican Party and leave these scumbag Democrats behind, I guarantee you Republicans would get behind her because it isn't all about talk. She actually walked the walk. Now, I don't trust Democrats as far as I can throw them, but she actually walked the walk where a lot of Republicans won't even do that. So just know there's a good possibility the Republicans are going to be trying to court her because the Democrats are already trying to remove her. Let's take one more commercial break here on Real America's Voice News, and we will be back right after these messages. Stay tuned. So what do you guys think? Would you accept her into the Republican Party? That's the question. Would you accept Kirsten Sinema into the Republican Party, or would you just say, let her be primaried out and let her be put out to pasture, and let's bring another liberal in and start to fight with them? That is my question of the day for all of you. Please answer me here or on social media somewhere else. Would you take Kirsten Sinema into the Republican Party, or would you say, hey, thanks for what you did, It was your job anyway. You should have done that, but we don't want you. That's the question I'd like to ask you, and I'd love to see your answers. Let's take a poll. Watch Glenn Beck documentary, The Great Reset. Oh, it's beautiful. It's beautiful. Glenn Beck really killed it with that one. Will she be a rhino? That's my, well, that's, that's what I want to ask you guys. I want to just ask you, would you accept her or would you not? Because I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going to look at her numbers. Let me go look at her numbers real quick. Her numbers are terrible right now. I mean, this is early polling, obviously, but her numbers are just absolutely horrid. Um, Up against Ruben Gallegos, she's down 74 to 16%. That means he's got a uh, 58-point lead on her. Um, Somebody else, she's down to 9%. Regina Romero, she's down to 9%. And other people, anybody else that would put, they'd throw up against her, she's getting killed too. She's absolutely going to get destroyed. Um, And not to say that we should run to her uh, um, and save her or anything else from her own party. I just want to let you know what's going on. I want to let you know where she is, where she stands, what they're trying to do to her for standing up for America. And my question is, would you accept her or would you not? It's kind uh, kind of a simple question, but I'd love to see what people think. 
And I see a lot of it's. I see pretty much split. No and yes. I see it split. Jeremy, can't Republicans vote for Dems primary? No. No, they can't. Nope. Primaries are only for primary or, or for that party. Lost volume on Rumble. Sorry to hear that. I would risk it. She's better than Crenshaw. I don't. I don't disagree there. She's a co-sponsor of HR one. There you go. She is. That's a that's a fact. She's just not willing to get rid of the filibuster to do it. She voted for Fed voting. That's true. Yep. So that's a good. So you guys got to just instead of just saying yes, make sure you think of that. Okay. Let's come back and let's finish out this show. Welcome back to Live from America, ladies and gentlemen. Look, it's Friday here. We've had a great week. We've had a week of winning. We'd have a week of losing. We've had ups. We've had downs. But we've had inspiration. We're still alive. And we need to make sure, ladies and gentlemen, that we remember that. We have breath in our lungs, and that's all we ever needed. And we should be blessed to have that. So, ladies and gentlemen, after a long, hard week, we finish off another week here on Live from America. As always, it's been an honor to go through that roller coaster with you all week long. We're going to be back next week with more Live from America Monday morning at 11 a.m. Until then, remember, ladies and gentlemen, there are right ways and wrong ways. But there's only one Yahweh. So stand up tall. Keep your shoulders back. Keep your chest out. And keep your head up high. Because you are a child of God and no weapon formed against you will ever prosper. I'll see you Monday morning for more Live from America. Until then, spread the gospel. Keep your families close. Keep your families safe. And we'll see you on the other side, ladies and gentlemen. God bless you. See you later.